Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The New England Patriots got handled by the Buffalo Bills on Thursday night football. The Cincinnati Bengals host the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday in what could be a revenge spot for arguably the best team in football. And Antonio Brown is in the news once again following his latest legal issue. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Buffalo Bills went into Boston and took care of the New England Patriots 24-10 in an AFC East showdown sending the Patriots to six and six and leaving New England wondering, where are we in the AFC playoff race? Where is our offense? That's a good question. And that is a great question for our friend, Mike debate from locked on Patriots who joins us now. And, and Mike, we were joking before we came on that Marcus Jones, who by the way, plays defense technically for the Patriots (laughs) was the team's leading receiver in this game. What happened? Where is this Patriots offense that we thought was going to take a step this season with Mac Jones? Yeah, I think a lot of Patriots fans all over the nation right now, wherever they happen to be, are wondering the same thing right now, Peter. Look, when your biggest offensive play comes from a player that is technically a defensive back, really a return (laughs) specialist, but a part-time slot receiver. And by the way, I don't think you've seen the last of Marcus Jones aligning as a slot receiver. Definitely a lot of speed there. A lot to go on. I think that's only the only bright spot for the New England Patriots in this one. But I think it says a lot about your offensive effort. Uh, They continue to avoid to play for the loss rather than playing for the win. And that is not the time and the place to do it when you're fighting against a division rival, trying to keep your postseason hopes alive. Just not the time to do it. The Patriots were anemic on third down once again. Um, A lot of Mac Jones' passing attempts, hitting the target short of the first down marker. When you're calling plays that aren't allowing your team to advance, there's definitely a problem. Decision-making issues continue to plague Mac. Um, The interception that really was but wasn't because of surviving the ground. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we've talked about that term now two weeks in a row. But this time around, it benefited the Patriots. But, you know, inexcusable throw at that point. Uh, just really a mess on offense for New England. And they've, they've got some things to figure out if they want to try to write this down the stretch and at least finish the season out with some dignity. Yeah, I have to imagine Bill Belichick is going to be writing the league going, so remind me, what exactly is a catch? Are we, are we <laughs> sure we know exactly what that is? Mm-hmm. The good news for the Patriots. The next two weeks... They have the Cardinals and they have the Raiders. The bad news for the Patriots. After that, they have the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Bills. So it is going to be an uphill climb for New England to try and get into the postseason. And maybe I'm being a little uh, critical of Mac Jones, but I I also know that there are some Patriots fans who are going, I don't know, maybe maybe Bailey Zappi is a better option for this team without having to get quite into all of that muck and mire, Mike. What what do the Patriots have to do to try and get back on track to get back into this AFC playoff race? And, and could it be that dreaded quarterback change? 
Well, I I never say never to anything, but I think the Patriots are committed to Mac at least through the end of the year. I think they're going to try to see this through. Look, one of the inexplicable things that I expected to see or that I didn't see that I really hoped I would was the Patriots utilizing play action a little bit more. Mm. You saw Hunter Henry, uh, you know, have a pretty good game and really become a bigger part of what this team does offensively against the Vikings in a losing effort. You didn't see that again. The Patriots called it very conservative. A lot of the play calls. Oh, my fantasy team really saw it, didn't. Mike. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It is true. But I mean, at that point, you know, you're looking at these things that are happening on the field and they're just not mirroring what the New England Patriots need to do. If they want to keep Mac Jones in this position, they need to give him a little bit more to work with when it comes to play calling, and getting these guys out in the field, targeting some of the weapons they have on this team. They don't have big name receivers or anybody that's going to single handedly win you games. But Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker, Jonu Smith, and Hunter Henry are not being targeted nearly enough, and these guys need to get involved. Ramondre Stevenson can only handle so much. He's receiving out of the backfield, trying to run. Teams are honing in on him, and it's preventing him from being able to get on track. But the Patriots need more diversity, and they need more versatility in their offense, two things that we did not see on Thursday night against the Bills. Yeah, I said I wasn't going to make you weigh in on the quarterback controversy, and then I proceeded to make you weigh in on the quarterback controversy. (laughs) Mike, I appreciate your time. Anytime, my friend. Always happy to help. (laughs) Stay up to date all year on the New England Patriots by subscribing to the Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Patriots podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, we're getting a rematch of the AFC Championship this Sunday. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. This action tips off with the Brooklyn Nets as two and a half point favorites against their division rival Toronto Raptors. Bet Online, expecting a snooze fest for the Atlanta Magic as they take on the Cleveland Cavaliers over under set at 215, the lowest number in the slate. The only number below 222. The Cavs, 10-point favorites in that one. And for the late game, the Golden State Warriors host the Chicago Bulls. The Warriors are seven-point favorites in that contest. Bet online where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. In the lone NBA game of the night, the Detroit Pistons beat the Dallas Mavericks 131-125 in an overtime thriller. Killian Hayes scored eight points in overtime alone, which is the same amount the Dallas Mavericks scored as a team in overtime. Killian Hayes just took the Detroit Pistons to the promised land in the closing moments of the fourth quarter. Actually, the entire fourth quarter. Closing moments of the fourth quarter. The entire overtime period. Back-to-back step-back threes. And sent Luka Doncic back to Dallas! 22 points. 8 assists. 10 of 13 from the field. 4 rebounds. Took over in overtime. Took the Pistons to the promised land. Beat the Dallas Mavericks. All of y'all, all of y'all wrote him off. You guys wrote him off, but he ain't right back. He ain't right back. Killian Hayes game. Today, what's today? What's today? December 1st. December 1st will be known as the Killian Hayes game. I told y'all. I told y'all. Earlier this week, the Buffalo Bills said they were hoping to have star pass rusher Von Miller back for their game next week against the New York Jets. But on Thursday, the Bills placed Miller on injured reserve, meaning he will miss a minimum of four games. A big blow to an AFC contender. For the first time this season, the Milwaukee Bucks will have all-star forward Chris Middleton. 
Ligament surgery has held Middleton out since July, but with his return, second place Bucks just got better. He's expected to make his return Friday night against the LA Lakers. For NFL fans already looking toward the draft, one of the potential top quarterbacks in the draft has declared Kentucky QB Will Levis is the first domino to fall in the 2023 NFL Draft. The Florida Atlantic University Owls have found their next head coach. The university has hired Tom Herman to be coach of that squad. Herman was the head coach at Texas, quite the fall, from 2017 to 2020 and spent the 2021 season with the Chicago Bears. Did you know that? You probably didn't know that, but that's okay. That's how far Tom Herman has fallen. Here is another story you need to know. The Kansas City Chiefs look like the best team in football, but we said that last year when they played the Bengals and lost twice. So we get the rematch to the rematch this Sunday as the Chiefs and the Bengals square off. Joining me now from Locked on Chiefs, Chris Clark. And, and Chris, uh, this is an interesting matchup now to happen at this point in the season because the Chiefs' offense has really hit its stride. The Bengals, Jamar Chase, questions about his status for this one with the injury. So what is what is the reason you would believe it will be different than the last two times these two teams played? I have to feel like the Chiefs are going to score more than six points in the second half. Uh, I mean, that's what they had in the last two games in the second halves of both games. They had three points each. I have to think that they're going to score more than six points in the second half. I think that this offense got off to a good start. I think that they didn't adjust very well uh, against the Bengals before. And I think that you look at what they're able to do now. One of the biggest things that Mahomes struggled with was they were able to double Kelsey. They were able to double Hill. What are you going to do? Well, with this offense, you can double Kelsey. You can try to double Juju, I guess, if you want to. But MVS is still finding ways to get open. Sky Moore is finding ways to get open. Justin Watson, the offense is more evolved this year than it was last year. So defensively, I think, is is also a, an important question mm-hmm. here. Jamar Chase, by the way, says that, that he only missed the Titans game as a precaution. Signs point to him playing in this game. And so part of the problem with only scoring three in the second half is the Bengals did score. They were able to put up points in those games. So what defensively for the Kansas City Chiefs did they need to do to, to put a lid on Joe Burrow and company? Because we've seen this offense at times this season and last season be incredibly dynamic. Yeah, and I think if you look at what Kansas City did in the draft, this is exactly the type of game they drafted for. They went yeah. out and they got young guys at corner. They went and got a young safety in, in Brian Cook. And I think this is, this is the game that they were planning for. This is what you're looking at. You look at what they had last year, Shavarius Ward, and uh, their other corner really struggled in this game against the Bengals. He got they got multiple multiple penalties. They gave it multiple big plays. Uh, now you've got three rookie corners that are going to play in this game and they're going to play big snaps. Are they going to be able to be consistent? And are they going to be able to stop the Bengals offense? It's a great question, but I think that they feel better about this group than they felt uh, last year with Fenton and Ward. So ultimately, I mean, at, at its at its core level. The Kansas City Chiefs win if they do what? At its core level, if the Kansas City Chiefs run their offense and are effective in the red zone like they've been most of the season this year, they win the game. And I say that because I think that if you look at what they've done offensively this year, they were averaging over 30 points a game before this last one. 
they were scoring in the red zone. They were getting touchdowns on just about every drive where they were moving the ball. And I think that that's what you're going to do in this game. I think this, this could be a 30, you know, a 31 or a 35, 31 type game. I mean, this could be a game where both teams go over 30 points uh, and the last team with the ball is going to win the game. Yeah, and, and it's a situation where, you know, you have to be maximally efficient, right? Right now, the Kansas City Chiefs, yep. sixth in points per red zone trip. Cincinnati Bengals are third. So both teams really are going to have to be efficient in the red zone. What could be the thing that trips them up? Is it something the Bengals do? Is it something the Kansas City Chiefs don't do or don't do? What do you think that key factor is? Like, paint me the picture for the Bengals winning this game. Unfortunately, the Bengals already have a perfect script for how they beat the Chiefs <laughs> twice. Yeah, last I guess we've year. seen it twice, huh? Yeah, and that's really second half adjustments and Kansas City not being able to adapt to their adjustments. Uh, their defensive coordinator went to, you know, putting three in pass rush and dropping eight, and that really screwed with Patrick Mahomes and his ability to get the ball to the receivers that he's wanting to get to, uh, being able to read the defense right. Uh, they were not ready for it this week. I'm expecting the Mahomes is going to be ready for it because I know this entire Chiefs roster was circled this game. If they were here last year, this was the game they cared about. When they got the schedule, this was the game that they really cared about. This was the game that they had to go and make a statement, and that's exactly what I expect this team to do. Stay up to date all year on the Kansas City Chiefs by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Chiefs on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, Antonio Brown is making headlines once again and once again for all the wrong reasons. Antonio Brown is one of the most polarizing men on the planet, and he found himself again in the news. As we come on the air, we are tracking two developing stories tonight out of Tampa, one involving an arrest warrant of former Tampa Bay Buccaneers player Antonio Brown and a traffic stop involving Tampa Police Chief Mary O'Connor. We are going to get to that in a moment, but first to this arrest warrant for the former Buck. You are watching 10 Tampa Bay at 5. I'm Josh Sidorowitz. And I'm Courtney Robinson. Tampa Police accused the wide receiver of domestic battery at a home in South Tampa. TPD tells us a verbal fight turned physical after they say Antonio Brown threw a shoe at a woman. 10 Tampa Bay's Shannon Clow is live in South Tampa. And Shannon, you have new details at this hour. Well, Courtney and Josh, what I can tell you is as far as we know, Tampa police are still searching for Antonio Brown. I am right here in the neighborhood where this argument happened in South Tampa. We were able to confirm that the house this happened in is owned by Antonio Brown. Tampa police telling us around 1:30 in the afternoon on Monday is when this fight happened. They say that Antonio Brown got into a fight with a woman. They say that fight started verbal, but then turned physical. They say Antonio Brown is accused of throwing a shoe at the woman, and then they say he tried kicking her out of the house, then locking her out of the house. So here in Florida, what he would be charged with is domestic violence battery, which here in Florida is a misdemeanor charge. But at this time, they are still searching for Antonio Brown with that warrant to arrest him. Once he is arrested, police tell us that he'll be brought to the Hillsborough County Jail and he will have to appear before a judge to get bond. I'm live in Tampa, Shannon Clo, 10 Tampa Bay. This is one of those disappointing but not surprising moments. And what is even more disappointing is for years now, fans, often Antonio Brown fans, of course, have made excuses. He's being persecuted or the facts are not all in evidence in these cases. But over time, a person reveals who they are. 
And unfortunately, he is not the only person right now in popular culture, in our consciousness, who is potentially dealing with other issues we don't know about. We can't just blame mental health problems on everything and say, well, that explains it and that's okay. No, at a certain point, you show who you are as a person deep down inside. And when these incidents happen over and over and over, when they are a pattern in your behavior, they can no longer be hand-waved as misunderstandings or we don't have all the information or this is just some sort of isolated incident. It is not an isolated incident for Antonio Brown. In the same way, it is not for other figures in popular culture right now who in the case of someone like Kanye West, has diagnosed mental health disorders. But this is more than that. This is a character issue. And at a certain point, you run out of excuses. In my opinion, we have gone way past that point with Antonio Brown. But if you're not there Yet, after all of the evidence we have, why not? Because the evidence, unfortunately, is overwhelming. And it's sad to see a figure who was such an incredible football player fall this far. But he has. And he has to take responsibility for that. He has to face those consequences. We'll see if that's what happens in The court of public opinion, right now, he has to worry about a much more serious court, and that is the actual court. As Florida, the city of Tampa, they are looking for him with an arrest warrant. Hopefully, this story has a better ending than we have right now for it. And finally, the Tampa Bay Rays and starting pitcher Zach Eflin have agreed to a three-year contract worth $40 million dollars. The Rays were the last team in Major League Baseball to get a free agent contract worth more than $35 million. Mm -hmm. Now the Oakland Athletics and Pittsburgh Pirates are the only two teams to never spend $40 million on a free agent. Funny how the teams who don't go out to bring in new talent are the teams that are near the bottom of the league more often than not. Yeah, funny. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up Monday, the NFL playoff picture is beginning to take shape. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.